sports. Yes, yes, it does. Those lonely nights alternating between Bumble and Tinder, and you just keep swiping. You know the feeling? You guys know what I'm talking about. You just keep swiping, right? Right. You do it on Tinder for about 20 minutes, occasionally. Okay, there's a fat girl. I don't know. And you just can't hit. Airing every day from noon to three. And it does make you contemplate life as you sit there and you say, well, this is depressing. I'll go check Twitter. And it's just all hatred on there. Go to Facebook. Now, oh, my grandma had liposuction. That's nice. Yeah, check out this. You go to Instagram, you see all the babes there. Like, man, wouldn't I love to live that life? You think about what it would be like if one of those Instagram models just accidentally swiped right on you for once. Go to Snapchat. Oh, got a new one. New notification. That's from Team Snapchat. Damn it. And happy Easter to you, too. I'm 1340 WKGN. So yeah, if you ask me if technology makes people lonely these days, sometimes the only interaction you get is Uber, or Uber Eats. At least you get some human interaction that way. Just take the point. I, I don't want it. Just, just Cody wins. Hour number two, kick it off in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Let's hit some hour two headlines. Thank you, John. Softball team's good this year, from they what are. I hear. They are. Some are saying. Softball team's good. Let's not leave it all uh, up to baseball when we've got a great softball team. 11 in a row, 11 in a row. Baseball's won 11 in a row. I believe softball has as well. How about that? Hey, you remember when you One, said... Two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep, 11 in a row. Remember when we lost our first two baseball games? And you said, maybe we can, we'll look down the stretch here and have not lost any more. So you, I think you said something. Yeah, like, yeah, I said put, we're not going to lose again until put something on Texas the board, A&M. maybe. I or didn't something? put anything on the board. I don't, I mean, if I did, I would feel good about it. You, I can't remember. What we put on the board was going six and one in basketball, and we did not. We went, what, three and four? <laughs> hey, I was right. Losers. I uh, won that board bet. Yeah, I, I think I'm so catching up. I believe that's so far your only board bet win of the year. Really? Yeah, I think so. No, there's got to be others. I don't think so. No, there were some in football season because you said some well, things I've about like said the, the Jets. Of, well, I said the, of the year. And it's well, I think I lost 2023, but I think I was right about the Jets. Oh, well, the year just started. But I was also right about the Jets. <laughs> like for the season, like you lost that one about the Jets. They did not get to nine wins. I was right about that. What did I bet on? That they would get to nine wins. And they didn't? Yeah. Why would I bet on that? Uh, good question. Because they were like six, me they're like six and two or seven yeah. and three or something. I don't know. Yeah, they did have a good. How start. do you not? How do you not get to nine wins? Because they didn't have a quarterback. That was the point. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's the NFL. You should be able to get to nine wins. <laughs> not without a quarterback. They had a but quarterback. Shout out to uh, the Lady Vols softball team. Are they the Lady Vols again in softball? Yeah, I think they went back. Try not to get canceled. 11 game win streak since they inexplicably <clears throat> lost 4 to 5 to Fullerton. Although I guess maybe Cal State Fullerton's good. But, anyways, uh, that's, an, that's an anomaly because since then, Tennessee has given up two total runs <laughs> in their 11 game win streak. Their pitching staff is ridiculous, which in softball, you know, you don't really have to worry about relievers too often. Your starters no, can kind of go the distance. Out. But, like, in 11 straight wins, yeah, they've, they've given, given up two total runs. Oh, wow. 
They uh, won seven to one yesterday against Belmont. They won five to one against Liberty to kick off the eleven game win streak. And on every February other 18th. game was a shutout. And every other game they had nine straight shutouts. Are you kidding me? Including over <laughs> number five Clemson, they beat them one to nothing. My God. No, their uh, their pitching is ridiculous. So like this this team There's seems Monica Abbott out there. In honor of Monica's retirement, this team might you know run you know turn back the clock. I would say that. Uh, you know, I'm sure Oklahoma is still really, really good. I'm sure they're the number one team in the country. Did Monica Abbott come from money? That sounds like a name that would have come from money. The last name Abbott. 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 Yeah, is she's a, of the Abbott and Costello family. Abbott is a white name, rich, old money name. Abbott. Okay. I feel like if you're named Abbott, you've got some good family history of uh, prominence. Sure. Abbott. Okay. Like an old. Old money. Old oil money. Plantation money. Yeah, it's plantation money, as Cam said, not me. What is this from? It says Tennessee is number six in the country, but says that they are 11-1 and overall. I don't know. I got some news to read. Which seems weird because I just told you they were on an 11-game win streak. Seven minutes in. Um, Well, the Lady Vols are good, bro. Yeah, they are. Tennessee baseball uh, swept Gonzaga over the weekend. Can you text your friend and ask him if he's still hitting the panic uh, button? uh, Who? Can can you do that for me? Can you text your friend? Oh, Taryn? Yeah, and ask him if they're still hitting the uh, panic button. It's not too early to hit the panic button. Yeah, he said that after uh, the first two games. After they lost two games. Can Can you text him and ask him? If the if he's still, if I he's, bet if I know Taryn, I bet he's still got a finger lightly grazed over the panic button. He's he's a great example of the reactionary fan. Mm-hmm. But like, eleven wins. Whatever in a row. happens in the game, that's the reaction. It's they're going to be negative or positive. The they're, pitching staff still really really good, although they got touched up a little bit on su- Sunday as Gonzaga scored nine whew, runs, but they nine lost, runs. But they lost seventeen to nine. The yeah. offense, Blake Burke, they've been nasty. That was a shootout. You had, uh, you know, Maui Auna batting leadoff yesterday, which I think, and, and Tony said, I mean, it's not my take. Tony was like, this has the chance to be our best lineup with him at the top. Him, Moore, and Burke batting one, two, three. Yeah. We play the College of Boston Tuesday. No, we play Boston College, not the College of Boston. Two different things. We play uh, Boston it- College on Tuesday. Oh, it's kind of the same thing. Moorhead State on the Boston weekend. Hmm? It was a Boston University. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the college yeah, Boston. It's university, not, not, university. Not, not college. It's different, Cam. I feel like if you say Boston College, it's a, uh, you could, College of Boston, you could say that if you want. I don't to. think so. I think you could. Mm-mm. The Technical School of Virginia, is that the same as Virginia Technical? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. The state of Moorhead is Friday. Love to visit that place sometime. <laughs> My favorite state. A weekend series of Moorhead. How about that? I said after that series that I, we had what? I think it was like 18 games before uh, SEC play. Or, and I said, would you take over under one and a half losses? If oh. you were saying it. I think that's what we were talking about. And I, said, and I said I'd take under. You said over. Oh, I did. You said they're going to lose at least two, which they still could. Well, if you asked me what I preferred, I'd say I'd take under. Uh-huh. But you said they're going to lose at least two. That's what the argument was. And I said, did I really? I, yeah, and I was like, I don't think they will. And I think you got – Maybe it was all the way through the Missouri game. Maybe. I don't even remember. Hmm. But I was like, yeah, we'll sweep Missouri. So maybe Texas A&M, who was a top five team preseason, they're down to 15th, I guess, now. Tennessee's rolling, though. Anyway, time for the news. Um, 
John Jones. Go. Got a big win Saturday night. The, the greatest of all time, some are calling him, is now the heavyweight world champion. Wait. Yeah. Oh, he won the world heavyweight title? Yeah. So this is like his comeback. This is like, in the UFC world, this is like Tiger winning the Masters again. Kind of. Uh, Not no. that big? Not that big. Okay. But anyway. it's UFC needing a new superstar and like getting their... One of their best superstars ever back and why did he come back? Why did he go? Didn't like, he have an issue? He has a Didn't lot of he, issues. Yeah, he had a he lot was of issues. Drunk driver or something. He had a lot of issues. He's had a lot of he's been arrested and domestic s- violence. Steroids or I guess PEDs. He's had a whole bunch of did stuff. Did he kill anyone? I don't think he's killed anybody, but he is uh back and hasn't been arrested. He didn't get arrested in twenty twenty two, so like he's somewhat on the right path. He had never been the heavyweight champion, I don't believe. Uh, he had been, like, what, light heavyweight champion, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So he, like, gained some weight to go up into the heavyweight range. They had just lost Francis and Galway and needed, like, a star. And, you know, he came Ngano. back. And, yeah, I think you're right, too. Francis Ngannou. Yeah, what did I say? Ngongway? Ngongway or Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he uh, came back, won, looked good doing it, mm-hmm. beat a guy that Francis kind of struggled to beat in his last fight. It's like UFC needed a star, and he kind of stepped up, and yeah, people like him. Hey, submitted Cyril Gain. He did it early too, right? First, was it first round? I thought it was second. Second round. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was pretty early in the second round. Uh, following a story, or I guess updating a story from hour one, the Saints and Derek Carr have agreed on a four-year deal for 150 million, 100 million in total guarantees. He gets seventy million effectively, fully guaranteed. So what is it? Hundred million in guarantees and uh, six seventy mil effectively guaranteed. I guess maybe the other ones are just if he's on the roster. How's that a guarantee then? Or bonus maybe? That doesn't seem like a guaranteed. Sixty million do it signing. Another ten million in year three. Car structures his deal to accommodate Saints cap issues. So either way, he's getting basically a guarantee of seventy million dollars. Hmm. So probably a two-year deal, if I was guessing. Yeah, probably a couple void years in there. They love their void years. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Mahomes is accused of sexually assaulting the owner of an Overland Park restaurant and pushing a waitress, says TMZ. He, the woman says, he forcibly kissed me out of nowhere, and I'm telling him, pushing him off, saying, what are you doing? And then he did it two more times. There was video of the incident. Did you watch the video? I haven't yet. A lot of victim blaming in the video, as it appears the woman was smiling after the uh, attempt by Jackson Mahomes. But then people in the comments said, uh, sometimes you smile when you're uncomfortable because it makes you not, I don't I don't know what it they were saying. probably but keeps you from getting harmed. Yeah, that your fear. Yeah. It's a fear response or something. I don't know. So I don't know if he... You're probably trying to de-arm know. the, or unarm the, uh, de-escalate the person. You don't want them to feel... Outwardly rejected, I guess. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, apparently she's accused him of, uh, I guess they're calling it sexual assault. So that's never something you want to be accused of, especially when you're Jackson Mahomes. This came as a surprise to a lot of people as well that uh, a woman was involved. And in other news, Billie Eilish says she will be deleting all of her social media apps. The pop singer is uh, apparently dealing with a complicated relationship with the internet and her fans. 
and she is deleting her social media. Is that because of the what? What she do? Does it say what the problem was? Probably because of all the bad guys on there. Duh. <laughs> I don't look at it anymore, she said. Um, I've deleted it all off my phone. She said it was such a huge deal for her when she was a kid. Uh, what'd she say? Which hasn't been aired. I've deleted it all off my phone. It was such a huge deal for her as a self-proclaimed internet kid. Yeah, that's what she said. But I feel like I grew up in the perfect time of the internet when it wasn't so internet-y that I didn't have a childhood. I really had such a childhood, and I was doing stuff all the time. It was like computers and games on computers, but barely. I don't know. She goes into all this stuff about uh, when I was a preteen, there were iPhones. Then I got older, there was all pre internet my people i don't know what she's talking about she's she sounds like someone who doesn't know how to speak very well same as me and uh, so she deleted all of her apps though okay so if you're looking for billy eilish on uh social media ain't gonna happen or at least maybe maybe she's still on there maybe she's just getting ready to I delete. burn her i don't know i don't know disneyland has removed the uh zippity doodah lyric played during its park parades that lyric comes from a movie that has been criticized for racist portrayals of black Americans. You're familiar with Zippity Doodah? Zippity Doodah, Zippity Day, that one? It's been canceled by Disneyland. It's one of the more iconic uh, Disney lines. Yeah, well. Music, at least. Not anymore. Not anymore. Do you watch the Chris Rock thing Saturday? I did not. The live airing? People have been talking about that. It was. Did you watch it? Was it the same yeah, show? Yeah, it was, it was word for word, pretty much what we saw. I saw people criticizing his uh, delivery on a couple of them. He he botched it a little bit yeah. at the end, yeah, which I was kind of surprised to see. But uh, yeah. that's what I read. Yeah, he he. Uh, I tried to go watch it on Sunday, but I'm on my sister's Netflix, and it said that she hasn't paid the bill this month. So I was like, update your payment. And I was like, nah, I'll just come back later. <laughs> nah, she'll get it done. <laughs> yeah, eventually. I'll just come yeah. back later. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and. Uh, uh, John Morant. What was that? <laughs> John Morant, bad things going on. He'll yep. be away from the Grizzlies for at least the next two games the team announced. We'll dive into the John Morant stuff after the break. Last, uh, before we go to break, just updating, I just saw the Lady Vol softball tweets. I just wanted to give it, put some context on it uh, about their pitching staff. Two top ten wins, a staff ERA of .61. Oh, man. Only seven extra base hits allowed in 17 games, nine straight shutouts, no earned runs allowed in 59 straight innings. So I guess the one run they did give up was unearned. Goodness. Pretty good. Yeah. And uh, one other headline here. Oh, sorry. Oh, we're done? No, no, go ahead. I was just... Oh, okay. Uh, the 1,000-pound sister star, right, Amy break. Slayton, has so, split from her husband. Let's talk sports <laughs> on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> So we got a little bit of uh, insight. I don't know if this, how this affects Tennessee, but Brian Kelly was discussing potential schedule changes with uh, the media. Said that he was asked about the nine-game schedule. Said, I want to play the best. I came down to the SEC because I wanted to play against Alabama. I want to play A&M. I want to play Auburn, the great teams. 
and then our new scheduling, we get to play Alabama every year, Ole Miss every year, and A&M every year. Funny how he left out the team that beat him by 27 points. Well, I think he's talking about the West. When you come to LSU, you don't come to LSU to play Tennessee. I do. When you come to LSU, you expect to play Tennessee every year? Okay, well, either way, uh, Brian Kelly's saying in their new scheduling, that makes me think that like that's who their three rivals would be. That's the first I've seen a coach really. Yeah, just name drop them. Other than I'll I guess I mean I guess Saban did that too with their quarter with their teams, but well I, we know the opponents now. That's like official official. Well, it's the Ross Dellinger. Did you see that? Yeah, but on that one, I, I find it hard to believe that we would get South Carolina over Kentucky. I just find that. I thought that was uh, like he pretty much put that out there. I, I, he said he wasn't like officially reporting it. Yeah. But. I, I, I would be surprised if that was the case. I would imagine there'd be a little tinkering. I think Kentucky makes more sense than uh, Tennessee than uh, South Carolina does for Tennessee. Well, agree or disagree? Wouldn't matter to me either way. Yeah, but I just what I saw Kentucky people saying that like in their setup they don't really get any of the rivals, mm-hmm. and they consider Tennessee a rival, so that like mm-hmm. it would make more sense for them to have Tennessee every year because it is a rivalry they care about. Well, we've been playing them for a hundred and oh, well over a hundred years, right? Right. I mean, that, so that's. Um, I, like, would, I would like to preserve the Kentucky game for the last ten years. I mean, b- both uh, Tennessee and Kentucky have been on the have-nots list, so like it matches up there, same as South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But like South Carolina, like replacing Kentucky's, I think uh, we, we, you know you could give Tennessee, Kentucky, and then give South Carolina, Georgia. I think, and it makes a lot of sense. I think that was supposed to be kind of. I mean, I don't know what you could – semi-official? Yeah. I, mean, I would just be surprised, I guess, if, if Tennessee got South Carolina over Kentucky. Well, what would they move around there if if ours was South Carolina? I mean, I don't know how I, they would uh, – I think for Tennessee's sake, it would just be you switch South Carolina for Kentucky. Either way, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good draw for us. Yeah. I, I've been discussing that with some people, and, you know, one of my – one of my friends made a good point on that that I hadn't fully considered. I think we're kind of overstating the importance of the three-game permanents. Now that like, the SEC is going to yeah, be so balanced yeah. and you're playing every team every other year, I don't know how much the actual like yearly rivals matter. It's not like you're playing Alabama every year and then like you know you're playing your East schedule. Wait, you're, sometimes you're playing every team every other year. Yeah, that, that's how the rest of the schedule will line yeah, up. They yeah, they want the four-year guy to be able oh. to go to every school. Pretty much. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So is so you're gonna have like six games one year, and you'll have six completely new opponents the next year. Correct. Huh. And then the next year you'll have the first opponents, and you go to the you'll do like a home and home. So like, say next year you'd have six games against a certain group of opponents then two years later and that's later, not going to change then really. two years later you'd do the opposite if you had them at home you'd have them away if you had that's them away you'd have them so home. like next year we could get Georgia Oklahoma Texas well not next year because the it doesn't go into effect till well you know what I mean 2020 yeah jo- like we'd get like say so 2025 so we could so it could be pretty in, imbalanced like i would well, I think the idea is it would be more balanced I kind of I hope they load us up like uh, on one year it's really really tough and the next year it's yeah, easy yeah like give us Georgia LSU Oklahoma Texas A and M would you want that 
Like one year, you're like, hey, you might go eleven and three or whatever to be eleven and oh, one. Oh yeah. But the next year, you might go six and six. I'd take a tough year if it meant the next year was a playoff year. Like so, you're basically to have a really good leg up every other year of going to the playoff. I doubt it's going to be that drastic. Well, so the way that that works, then the six opponents will be the same every other year. I think that's the idea. Or are they going to switch them around? I, I think. I guess they no, could switch it around. I mean, it, it makes sense that it'd be the same six, right? Yeah, they could theoretically switch it around. They could do three and three. Yeah. So like you could play two teams back to back years, right? So like you go yeah. home and home back to back years. And then you do the other half you do back to back years. I would probably rather do that actually than do the six, 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 six every time. Do a little variety. That's interesting. One and four, two and three, one so, and three. So we will wild in a two year span though, you're gonna get to play all fifteen other Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool. It's cool because I mean we don't so we will know that if we get a certain six the first batch, that the next year we'll probably get that that we will get the other six. I would imagine so. I hadn't thought about that part of this. But story. that's not necessarily true, I don't think. Yeah, that is a good point by your friend though, that really the three permanents are not gonna make that much of a difference on a nine game conference. Also, yeah. do you think yeah. they're gonna like change those every like every ten, 10 years, years do so? a new success thing? I was wondering about that because they were talking about how much recent success matters and keeping yeah. it balanced. Do they stop after ten years and say, Okay, here's the haves, here's the have nots, we're gonna redo it? Maybe, Cam. I, I don't know. I, I think if I was the SEC commissioner, I would probably be realistic and say 10 years from now, the conference is probably going to look different again. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. It might be 20 teams. So it yeah, might, we'll see when we get there. Yeah, it's, we're not going to worry about it. But I, I don't – I won't uh, say yes, Cody, to the fact that if we know our first year six opponents, that it necessarily means that the next year is the other six because I do think they could do some things with back-to-back years. Like where, like, you play – Six, and then you keep two or three of those and do, like, you swap home and away. Yeah. And then that way you kind of mix it up. And Yeah, that that could be a thing. I don't know. That, that angle, I hadn't thought about that angle of the schedule. That'll be interesting to see how they do that. I'm very curious as to what you thought the schedule was going to be once you found out the other six were, like, from the other, con- like, the rest of the conference, and that you're guaranteed to play, <laughs> make a road trip. Like the idea is that you go to every SEC venue. That basically, if you're a four-year player in the SEC, you play in every home stadium. That's what the goal I think is. I hadn't thought about the other six. Okay, I've just been thinking about the three permanents. Okay, I don't know. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Really. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they haven't said every other year. They've just said that if you play in the SEC for four years that you will get to play in every road venue. Well, now I'll get into the John Morant stuff after the break. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. All right, Cody, give me the John Morant story. Well, he's in some hot water. Yeah. He's uh, boiling. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he was flashing a gun on his Instagram live the other day. And uh, that's just one of a few other incidents. People are concerned about John ja Morant as a, uh, as a star. The. I, I guess the concern is what a like stupid move from John Morant over the weekend. If, if you missed it, John Morant 
after the Grizzlies got dominated in the fourth quarter by the Nuggets, he went to Instagram Live to live stream himself on video from a strip club brandishing a pistol. Brandishing. With what his, a word. With his pistol out. And the biggest thing, too, is uh, if that is his gun, you're in a different city, and the league has some pretty strict rules on like bringing guns on team stuff. Oh, yeah, no, no the, if, if he gets busted, or, I mean, if the investigation shows, and maybe the NBA is just like, forget it, we're not even like giving you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But, yeah, like it wasn't like this was in Memphis where he could say, yeah, that's you know my gun, it's legally registered, I have it with me in Memphis, I got to protect mm-hmm. myself, and blah, blah, blah. That's one thing, but yes, they were in Denver. Their next two games are in Los Angeles, which means they're not flying from Memphis back to, or they're not flying from Denver back to Memphis to play. They they are in Denver at the strip club, and he had a pistol, which begs the question of how did he get the pistol? In Colorado, they have stricter gun rules. In Colorado, you can't. Easily access a pistol. You have to be a Colorado resident to buy a handgun in Colorado. So, like, it's not his gun, which means he's either flashing someone else's gun for some reason, which maybe he's he's on the phone now begging one of his friends to find somebody in Colorado. Well, it can't even really be his friends, Cam, because I would imagine the Grizzlies aren't letting his friends fly on the team plane anymore. And it's not like I don't think his friends are going to commercially fly to Denver and be like, oh, yeah, let me bring my gun and go through the metal detector with it. And, I mean, can you – I'm sure there's, like, ways to fly the gun if you get it properly checked and everything. But, like, I'm imagining that's not happening for this road trip, which means the most likely thing is that John Morant snuck his piece on the team plane, which is a big, big, big no-no. What's uh, – I guess I'm wondering what's the point. Why did he have – Because he wants to be – Bad, bad Yo guy. Yo Gotti. He wants to bad, be, yeah, bad he, man. he wants to be tough guy. He wants to be the new face of Memphis. Is that what it is? That's he what wants, it is. He wants to, he just like. Well, there's been a whole, I mean, we've, we've talked about five different stories with him over the last year. I mean, the timeline, and it's funny because so many Memphis, if I if I tweet about this, I get a lot of blowback from our, our Memphis fans. Oh, They're like, you're just jealous. He's better than Trey Young. I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm not saying I'm jealous of him being better than Trey Young because I'm saying he shouldn't be beating up 17-year-old kids at his house. Okay, well, that was like last week, That was right? the, well, yeah, that, he, that was from the summer. That story came out in the summer that he had had a 17-year-old kid over to his house to play basketball, and they got into a fight. But then the, there was something last well, week. Last week, last week the, well, last week the details then came out that, well, the, uh, the rest of the story is that John Morant had this 17-year-old kid over to his house what what seemed like the kid tried to fight John Morant and he punched him in the face of self-defense was allegedly him and John Morant do the thing in basketball where, you know, you check really hard when you're trying mm-hmm. to, like, send a point. And John checked really hard at the kid, and the kid threw it back, and John missed it and hit him in the face. Mm-hmm. So then John got mad and punched him, and then John went to his house, allegedly to the story, went to his house, 
got his pistol, came back out to the court to show the kid the pistol. Meanwhile, John Morant's dad's like, whoa, whoa, stop, John, don't do it. Stop, don't do it. And John goes out there to intimidate a 17-year-old kid with his pistol. So, so okay, so the, that's one story. That's for the, he, So he pulled a pistol on a 17-year-old. Yep, for and one then uh, there's allegedly, allegedly, then there was another story that they talked about last week in that same article about his mom getting into an argument with somebody at the mall Calling her son, Ja. Ja shows up nine deep to threaten the security guard about what's going to happen when he gets off work. Okay. That was another story. Then there was the one in Indiana where they, uh, someone in his entourage, which actually they didn't say it was Morant, uh, pointed a red laser pointer at, uh, at, at, at some employees of the Indiana Pacers, either signifying that they had a gun or actually pointing the gun at them because they had gotten to an altercation. And then there's the thing with Shannon Sharp. Wasn't that another thing? And then there's the thing with Shannon Sharp where John Morant's dad was going to fight Shannon Sharp. Yeah, like, okay. there's that one too. But so, to their credit, that was just them trying to fight somebody, not get their pistol out and kill them. somebody. Yes, yes. So Jaws just trying to be like tough guy. He's I trying guess, to like take Allen Iverson from the 2000s and like do it on steroids and be like, I think he's gotten lost in the Memphis culture, the Memphis rap culture. I think he wants to be that guy. He wants to. He wants to prove his his like street, street cred. cred without realizing that maybe the most beloved Memphis rapper of the last five years got shot outside of a cookie shop. And like, yeah. who was that? That was uh, um, Young Dolph. He got shot. Like, what was it? Last year? Two years yeah, ago? It was last year, I think. At this point, I can never tell the years. Who are yeah, the most famous Memphis rappers? I mean, uh, Young Dolph is probably, I mean, that guy for a while, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he was, I mean, at least well, At least definitely there. there in the city. He was, yeah. yeah, I mean, Yo Gotti's had that for a long time. They don't time. have, like, the same kind of. 3-6 Mafia is always kind of the. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, today I is them. March 6th. It's 3-6 days, so, like, it is kind of a. Juicy J. Yeah. They don't have the same, like, cachet as the Atlanta rappers, right? No. I think they'd be very mad if you said that. Because they're very proud. I mean, yeah, but they they have their own thing. Memphis people are very prideful. Yeah, like they'd be mad if they heard you say that. They, they've got a good group of rappers. Well, yeah, they can mean, be prideful I, and wrong, though. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just asking questions. Yeah. You know, I, that's all I'm saying you know. is be careful. I, I yeah, mean, John I don't may know. come for you, dog. Yeah. I'm just trying there's to learn. also like what? There's like Moneybag Yo, I think. Yeah. I'm just trying to learn more about the rap Key Glock 6, is that one? Or is he from Memphis? I don't know if he's from Memphis. I've Maybe been listening to a lot of rap. I was listening to some old school Jay-Z over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How old school are we talking? Death of Auto-Tune? Uh, Brooklyn's Finest. Okay. So actual Jay-Z and Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was uh, joking with the And Death then the, the one song, that what's the one that's like Death to the... What is that song? <laughs> was it Death of Auto-Tune? What are you talking no, about? No, I can't remember what song it was. Okay. Are you trying to John Morant right now and get some yeah, street cred? Yeah, I'm trying to get some street cred. Okay. What do you think I talk for to push a damn ref for? Yeah. Well, that was yeah. that was that was kind. Of I know. Said that. I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I got a light skinned friend. Looks like Michael Jackson. Got a dark skinned friend. Looks like Michael Jackson. You know that one? Yeah. If I mention yeah. a rap lyric, do you think? Do you know them all? No, no, I do not know them? every. I do not know every rap lyric. <laughs> but, I do know, but like if I Kanye's maybe like most famous kind of line. Kanye I do like, know Kanye's most famous line. Yeah, you, it was is the rap for the most his. Most no, famous no, line? I was talking about the Michael Jackson one. That's his most famous. I mean, I think so. I think that's what made him a superstar. You say he had a light skinned friend look like Michael Jackson, and a dark skinned friend that looked like Michael Jackson. That, that was what talking about. That's Kanye's most famous. I don't know if it's, it's his very most famous. Yeah, I don't know if it's his most famous, but I think that was the one that made him a star. I think yeah. that was the main like crossover one. Yeah. 
Because it's like on the second or third song. Was that with was um? I was, with, I was listening to Slow Jam. That, that was it. That's with Twista and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that, that's and then I listened to the one with Pusha T. Which mm-hmm. one is that? That's he's uh, got a couple songs with him. Which one? New was God I Flow. To? No, that's not the one I was listening to. Runaway. Probably Runaway. I do like Runaway. Okay, well, that's Pusha T. No, that's as well. a different one. Uh, I don't know. He's got a couple songs with him. Jeez. I've been listening to more Jay Z. I okay. can't really remember exactly what I was listening to, but I'm trying to get more cultured. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Well, By going to a 50-year-old rapper? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not getting more hip. Here's the thing. Just, You're not, I'm not going to like. It you, is funny. Went the, from, I, all you think I do is listen to old people. <laughs> I, well, I'm really getting this new rapper, Jay-Z. I got to have some respect in the like. You're not going to get me with. Money Who, back, yo. Kodak Black. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't gonna, like Kodak Black. I'm not going to be listening to the new stuff. It's just not going to happen. Sure. But like some Wheezy. Okay. You bet. You bet. Some Wheezy. Where do you Weezy. rank Little Wayne? Because well, I mean, yeah, peak, he had a at line. His peak, he might be number one. I mean, he I had know. a line when he he said, "Next time you talk about Pac, Biggie, and Jay Z, don't forget about Wheezy, baby." Or don't something forget like, Wheezy, baby. Don't forget Wheezy, baby. And that was that one kind of gave me chills. Oh, like, oh, it. That cool. one got you. <laughs> I was listening to Mr. Carter. Yeah, I was going to say that's yeah. Mr. Carter. That was with Jay Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he had made Jay Z mad at one point because he said, "Best rapper alive since the best rapper retired." And then at another point, just said "best rapper alive," and just took yeah. out the since the best rapper Jay Z retired. Like the the sound that. of Little Wayne. It, yeah, it, it well, really, I mean, I, before the hits. before the lean got him, before the lean got him, he was uh, at the top of his game. You couldn't really go anywhere from like 07 to what twelve without Lil Wayne kind of yeah. dominating. Yeah. Then the lean got him. What's your favorite, Little Wayne? My favorite Lil Wayne, yeah, like song or just like yeah, just like what era would, or what are, you, what are you saying? Yeah, like what would you? What would be your introduction to like? I mean, because I know like the stuff I knew growing up, like a Millie and uh, yeah, no, it's not like, that uh, for me. The Carter Three, I guess. I mean, I do been. like the Carter Three. I do like Three P that starts it. I do 3P, like that one. Yeah, I like I most of his mixtape stuff more than his album stuff, mm-hmm. like the Drought and No Ceilings. And is it okay to like Drake? Yeah, yeah, people okay. like Drake. Drake's very popular. I feel like that's like no, Drake's very white, popular. white frat culture. I mean, it, if, you, if you get too maybe. big into if the If they Drake, say Drake's their like, favorite rapper, usually. Yeah, that's yeah. usually a red flag. But Drake's I, their favorite. But I do like that star-studded uh, Forever song. You know, oh, because no. it's got, but that seems like like a college very, party. No, song. that's very uh, chuggy of you. And yeah, I can't decide if it's chuggy yeah, or but just it's like got Kanye, yeah, Eminem, well, and Wayne. I was gonna say I can't decide if it's chuggy because then you're like, it's actually my favorite part's Eminem. He bodied him. No, 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 that's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> I think I think Little Wayne and Kanye are my favorite. I've just been trying to, I don't know, just trying to like a sprained ankle, boy. I ain't nothing to play with. That was Drake. Yeah, yeah. So you're just going like really like late 2000. Yeah, I mean, like I'm anywhere not, from like 2006 to yeah, 2012. A lot is like of the most it's popular nostalgia songs. to like when I was. But also in, that you're also like learning for the first time, kind of. Well, no, I mean, like I, I knew a lot of this stuff like when I was in high school and early college. Uh-huh. But I just, I mean, I always listen to sure other stuff. But but yeah, I'm just kind of going back. But I love the 90s too. Okay, like I like listening to the old old. School. I mean, Biggie, obviously. Sure. A little Tupac. Mm-hmm. Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise. Okay. I just want to get. I want to get to a point where where you say, you know, Cody knows more about this than I thought he did. That's all I want to get to. Okay. I'm not trying to be like 
like you know heavy street cred but at least get to a point where you're like oh that's a good reference you know good job yeah yeah that's what i want to get to okay so john moran he's uh yeah he's lost he's he's lost i don't know exactly what's going on with him i don't know i think from an nba perspective they've really forced their hands We'll continue the conversation after the break. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. I think the Grizzlies, I think John Morant, I think T. Morant, I think the Memphis media has all kind of forced the NBA's hand. Like, I think this two-game suspension that has now turned into an indefinite suspension, like, I feel like we're going to get into the 10, 15, 20-game range. And then I was thinking, man, do they just have to shut him down for the rest of the season? I think it's very possible. I think that'd be a little bit of an overreaction, but at the same time, like, Look at what happened to Gilbert Arenas for bringing guns into the locker room. Yeah, if they if they end up like confirming that he brought his gun on the team plane to get to Denver. Yeah, like yeah, they're they're gonna hit him with something. He's gonna have to make an example out of him. Well, that's like a fifty game suspension type of of, yeah. of crime there to bring your gun onto the team plane. Like that's what makes it so stupid. And it's also, there's a little bit of just being as defiant and brash as he is being because why else take an Instagram live of you showing your gun while you're being accused and investigated for gun-related incidents? This is you giving two middle fingers to the NBA. And, you know, a common NBA joke is about David Stern and Mm -hmm. what he would do in this situation. But there is some truth to it of, like, what David Stern would have done to stop this. David Stern went as far as, like, you know, trying to... I mean, you look at the the goofy stuff people wear now to games and the dress code, like, mm-hmm. and think back to all the baggy clothes that players would wear back in the days. Like, no, no more of that, because yeah. that looks like gun culture. No more. You're wearing suits now. Yep. We're putting a dress code on the bench. You guys are going to look presentable and be like, "Well, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of messed up. It's borderline racist." Be like, "No, no, it's just we're going to say we're not going to look at this culture anymore, and like give out that image to our customers." And I think for the for the most part, that was a really good decision from the NBA, and that was pretty much in retaliation to Allen Iverson. Yeah, and I listened to a podcast that was talking about the Allen Iverson era. I remember it. But, like, I was, you know, 11, 12, 13, whenever he was really at his apex in terms of being an off-the-court troublemaker. And that person was like, Allen Iverson's issue was Allen Iverson had bad friends. Like, it seemed like all the Allen Iverson stories were Allen Iverson's people and his crew putting him in bad situations. They said with John Morant, it's basically the opposite. It is John Morant putting his crew in bad situations. All these stories are not about John Morant's posse doing things. They're about John Morant. John Morant's the one punching a 17-year-old. It's not John Morant's friend punching a 17-year-old, which, if that was a story, you'd be like, okay, that's a little messed up, but it's not John's fault. Yeah, Yeah, it's not John's fault. Instead, it's no John Morant. John Morant punched the 17-year-old. It's John Morant in the car while people are shining lasers or maybe a gun, maybe a beam 
at uh, you know a, 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 a NBA uh, employee basically, or someone yeah. who works with the Pacers at least. Well, I've seen people saying like, uh, you know, Jaw's got to get better people around him, and he needs better <laughs> people around him. So that's like <laughs> the opposite of what. Yeah, is going on. I, I don't think it's he needs better people around him. He needs to be a better person. Yeah, yeah. he came out of a private school. He's, he's all of his friends. So do, is all of fate? his friends. All of yeah. his friends oh, yeah. and their family. So uh, he's just putting on a show. He went to Murray State, bro, I, and came I, out of a private high school. See, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's disingenuous. Can I think that's basically saying that you can only be you're doing Deion Sanders thing of basically Ooh. saying you can only be hood if you're from a single parent home and like grew up in the gutter. You could be hood wherever. Oh, you can. I had a freaking shot selling crack who grew up with two kids, like two parents yeah, back but, at home. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, yeah, he wanted but, to be a part of the lifestyle and he started selling crack and he got shot in the back of the head for it. And like he was not someone you you've had been a like. Friend? Yeah, or somebody I was a friend with when I was younger that you saw like actually he's supposed to go down this other road and I was like I'm not going down that road. So then we weren't friends anymore. But yeah, we were but, real good friends in sixth and seventh grade. And next thing you know, you got shot in the back of the head. But I, crack. I think I think what they're saying though is like John Morant's not coming out of the project. It doesn't right? matter. You can like still be just, hood and not come out of the yeah, projects. Though. It just seems like he's trying really hard to lean into it and like. I mean, it might just be him. It might be getting to Memphis and feel like he has to fit into that culture because the people about the people of Memphis that I know. From Memphis, love Memphis, and they take being Memphis as a compliment. They mm-hmm. don't see that's so Memphis as an insult. They wear that as a badge of pride. Mm-hmm. Now, some part of Memphis that is bad is the crime, is the you know the rap culture, the gun culture, all of the the crime. And I know it's not just rap that does that, but like there's a lot mm-hmm. of that in Memphis that people might view as also being cool. Well, that's well, where you, Jaws at right now. Do you think Jaw believes like? Do you think he's insecure and in that he did go to the private school and oh, that he? You see the, the picture circ. There's a picture circling around him, just like how dressed up in his like. He's like trying to win him over in a way. I don't know, you man. I, I think that's simplifying it, and again, I think that's just meaning that like if you come from a good place, you can't be that type of well, person. It is, I, I mean, I it is a different, a completely different experience, though. That's yeah, why but, I'm wondering if like he's trying to like win over yeah, the the city or something. Yeah. I, I think. With his, Nah, I, I, think, I mean, I just, I, I'm wondering where he is mentally, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think being a young, rich, young adult. Think he's just an idiot? <laughs> I mean, I think that there might be yeah. some truth <laughs> where he feels like he has to have a gun to be protected. Like, I understand that, but that's not what's going on. Like, you don't mm. punch people. And if you're scared of your well-being, you don't go around punching people and threatening people. Because you have to worry about when you're punching and threatening people, who those people's family members are. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. if I go out and punch a random person out yeah. in Memphis, you got to worry about well, who's this person's family? Are they yeah. going to come retaliate and get me? Because he's obviously not scared, so he's... you can't tell me he has a gun for protection because he is out there instigating and doing bad things. He's asking for trouble. Feels, it's one thing if you're like, "Hey, I'm rich, I'm a target." Hey, I'm rich, I'm a target. It's one thing if you're doing that. It's another thing if you're rich and you're going out there and painting a target on your chest and saying, "Come get some." I'm the new Tony Montana of Memphis. Yeah, yeah. that that's kind of what it seems like. Like, Zebo, like, the most beloved Memphis Grizzly of all time, he probably needs to sit down and talk to Morant. And, like, that's somebody Morant needs to listen to because Zebo mm-hmm. was kind of similar in the sense of, like, when he was in the NBA, he was kind of always in trouble. Zebo punched, you know, punched a drug dealer out because they tried to charge him too much for an ounce, I believe. <laughs> I think the story goes, like, they were trying to charge him too much for an ounce. And Zach Randolph said, this seems like it's a little too high. And the guy's like, you can afford it, big homie. And then he punched him out of respect. <laughs> like, basically, you're not going to take advantage of me. Like, that's kind of how Zebo was getting down in the, drill, in the jail blazers days. You've seen the picture of, like, Zebo with the trap phone. 
yeah. the stories of Zebo and like his crew and like that was kind of a little bit of a, a different situation because that would more fit into your thing. Of Zebo came from like you know the hood in Indiana and kind of got it honest and you know did kind of have to well, grow up authentic. that way in body. It's sure, like it's. I think there's a difference in whether you're authentic versus uh, whatever John Morant's doing. I mean, I don't know, authentic or not. I saw a point, and it was like, you guys are too worried about whether or not John Morant is real when it comes uh, to this yeah, yeah, because the end result is usually the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme. Yeah. I'd say you're almost more likely to, you know, yeah. if you if you aren't real. To, nah, I don't Because sometimes you don't know what you're getting into. I mean, I, I, I hear you, but, like, and I'm not going to act like I'm an expert, but, like, I know that enough about hip-hop culture where mm-hmm. everyone pretty much gives Nipsey Hussle credit for being really real yeah, and, like, yeah. a real crip and, like, a real street guy. Guess what happened to him? Shot in L.A. Yeah. Young Dolph, them, yeah, Young Dolph was kind of the same way in Memphis. Was thought of to be real, and yeah, he had some ops, and yeah, and rap. You know, when you take you know shots at people, you know, on 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 wax on record, if you will, you you know, you create some opportunities for beef and rivalries. But guess what happened mm-hmm. to him? He was beloved in Memphis, shot, killed. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's what it seems like. John Moran is actually like heading towards. Yeah, is making the wrong people in Memphis mad and getting shot and killed. Yeah. And that, if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm the NBA. That's what I'm worried about because yeah. the, the the NBA is. Behind John Morant, in mm-hmm. the sense of like he is one of the next most exciting players in the league, and like he's up next at for the post LeBron era of like who's going to be, mm. you know, the kids' favorite players. Like he's probably past Kyrie Irving as the kids' favorite players. He's and like got the new Nike shoes drop. When the new Nike shoes drop, I'd imagine they'll sell well because John Morant, much like for my generation, mm. was like Vince Carter. Hey, jump side ducks. I'm going to wear these goofy ass shocks because it's going to make me feel like I could jump behind duck. Like John Morant's shoes will have that same impact on kids. But now, if I'm Nike, I'm like, you really want to put these on people's feet right now? Do we really want to release this to get behind this guy? Yeah, it may take him. <laughs> Adidas <laughs> needs a new a new guy. Well, so does Nike. They had to drop Kyrie. They everyone needs a new guy. And he was going to be set up to be that guy. And well, if like he's now, not he's, a, if no. he's not, if he wasn't a target already, it seems like he's now he. He's well, making he's himself one. Yeah, yeah. 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 now, now he's playing as if he is a kingpin. I don't know if yeah. he's out there. He's going to get himself in trouble. It's, well, yeah. It's for like. Again. Health and safety wise. Like, it, if you're someone's family and you've, you know, if you're the, the relative of someone who's been punched by him, that kid's like brother or dad or something, I mean, you would want to maybe get some revenge. But whenever you start playing that, you know, that, that type of lifestyle. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of people in that lifestyle who has a whole lot, hell of a less to lose yeah. than you with your $200 million contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Demetrius needs to chill out. He does. And, you know, he put out a statement saying, hey, I'm sorry. This is going to be a learning thing. And who knows? Who knows if it's real? But if you're the Grizzlies, you got to get it under control. And if you're the NBA, mm-hmm. again, like it might seem dramatic, but – I'm almost 50-50 of him even playing the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, because they're going to do this investigation and he'll be suspended, I feel like, until that's wrapped up. I'll, I'll say I'm 60-40 that he plays. Like I, if I'm, I would imagine this is going to be like a 7-8, 10-game thing. But if you told me the NBA just was like, no, no, we found some stuff in this investigation, or no, the block ironically is too hot to let you come out here and play – then uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked by that. Taylor Jenkins, their coach, was basically like, "Yeah, no, this is a big situation," which is funny because they downplayed everything else. Like it should have been a bigger story whenever he's pointing lasers at other people's employees on like after an NBA game. Yeah, 
that 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 should have been something that made people uh, take that pretty seriously. And the worst thing is he brought this on himself by posting it on Instagram Live. Yeah. And apparently someone in the on the live stream said, Ja, this is your real account. What are you doing? And that's when he cut it off. Maybe he thought he was on his burner or his Finsta. The private one somewhere. His burner. <laughs> you get it. Hour two in the books. We'll kick off hour three of headlines.